0: Upgraded since the last time we... I mean, it's been a couple months since I've been on, but it looks like you've upgraded your, your gig. You've mic stand? Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, that was, I think, last last month I had that. Nice. Yeah, I've like been a, out for a couple months, so yeah. Actually, my, my roommate bought some. Um, he was just like, yeah, I wanted to get a mic stand, and you want one? And I was like, sure. Yeah. He found a good <laughs> deal on some. They're, you know, compatible with pretty much whatever. So... Yeah. What's
2: Sam's what's Sam's t- handle on Discord?
1: Third strongest mole.
2: Mole- those names. I thought I recognized your sultry voice.
1: It's always weird, you know, knowing people by their, their handles. I I used to go to Smash tournaments for a while and like there everybody was on like a strictly like gamer tag basis. And it it was just the weirdest thing to me, because I'd walk up to people and be like, Hi, I'm Sam, and they'd be like, Who? Okay. Get out of here, normie. How
3: do you spell your name on Twitter? Because I don't see it here. I just see a bunch of other posts here.
1: Oh, on Twitter, it's at Mole Third. I think. Yeah. Uh, the the I have
4: experienced the same thing at uh, Transformers conventions. It's uh, you you know everybody by their Twitter handle. It's 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 kind of funny.
5: Yeah.
3: I mean, funny. yeah, I like I like my username. I use I like my username more than my actual name because apparently people think that's privacy or something like that, Their names, I don't
5: know. Long t- when um, I would say not a long time ago, but maybe five six years ago, I would I would use my Twitter for uh, instructional design, following people on there because it was part of my career and. So there, I was still Neo Prime thirty three there, even though I was using it for professional reasons. I still was like, screw it, I'm gonna use, still use, I'm gonna have fun and be Neo Prime thirty three for work purposes, you know. But then when it when it came to a convention I went to, they were like, who are you? I'm like, I'm Tim Off, you know, because I was thinking professional, you know, everybody knows you by your name, and they were like, who? I was like, well, I do go by Neo Prime thirty three on Twitter and follow you, and they're like, oh, Neo Prime, no. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was quite interesting this. Have that happen in a professional setting too. So
3: I know you as Tim, so I like oh, yeah. that name Tim, the guy with the toad. <laughs> Everybody knows Tim,
2: Tim keeps the community in line.
5: That's fun. I have fun with that with you
3: guys. I, I, if it I gets too chaotic, run... I'll have to
5: shut you down. <laughs>
3: Probably I should have I read this before. But what was the topic for later? Sorry for asking, Tim.
5: The topic for later? Oh, you mean the main dish? You want to know what, what I'm cooking in the kitchen right now?
3: Yeah.
5: What would you have or should have been the breaking news at E3 2020 if it had gone as planned?
3: I knew this has something to do with E3, so that's good. <laughs> I, I thought it was like, do we need an E3? It just probably be interesting to bring up.
5: You were You were supposed to bring a side dish. You know, where's the carrots and mashed potatoes and, you know, side stuff? <laughs> no, I'm. Good. I, I have hummus and. I'm, <laughs> my I'm
4: new the
0: guy that just comes with the prepackaged potato salad and then just throws it on the throws, throws it, it on there, the table. Yeah. Pull
5: the lid off, throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah.
4: Like
0: you okay. know, here, where's
3: here everybody you go. else's stuff. I'm the, That's right. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the lazy one that just reached chips. So like, here's two bags of chips, Doritos and Lay's. <laughs> you know you have that one person, potlucks that just bring chips. And be like, all right, I did my part. Or like a hey, final. You bring, du- you oh, bring Doritos
2: so to my party. You are always welcome. That's that's <laughs> that's, the, that's the like expensive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Chip- I, I um,
3: yeah. my I usually when we have potlucks, I make my mom make empanadas because for some reason all my friends love how she makes her empanadas. So usually when I when we have like a potluck at my friend's house, I'm like, Mom, can you make any? Can you make your empanadas? I was like, Yeah, sure. So I kind of hate how she, like, mixes the cheese and the meats together, as in, like, just puts them in one big pile. So I'm like, Mom, there's vegetarians. They don't know which one to eat. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yes. Well, while we're waiting for, I think, one other person, Chad. And Chad, I know, is working on his audio there. Um, but we see you, Chad. Hopefully you get Great. the audio working. Oh, I heard you. I heard you.
6: There
7: we go. Hey, nice. Chad. A wild Chad appeared. Exactly.
5: Excellent. All right. Well, while we're doing it, while we're getting things rolling, I'll just throw out the appetizer who here has been playing or has played. You don't have to have played it recently, but at least has played super Metroid, uh, not super Metroid. See, I got super, I got super Metroid in my head. Super Mario RPG, legend of the seven stars. Who played that? Dan, is that what the thumbs are for? Yes. All right.
1: I had a whole adventure just trying to get it and get it working. So, all right. So you got, uh, okay, you so you played like,
3: loud noises. It's just been like- and you, and, well, you might be the only
2: one that beat it, too, because I, I certainly did not.
5: John, you said you played it,
6: right? That was a thumbs up from you? Yeah, I didn't play it recently, but I've played it in the past. Past, okay. All right. Yeah, I've, I've tried several times. <laughs>
5: Interesting. Uh, All right. Well, what let's go with that, John. What you've played it in the past, you've tried several times. Does that mean you beat it or not?
6: Uh, I have not beat it. Okay. Uh, I, I've, I've borrowed it before when I when I was younger. <laughs> All right. I made it a little ways in, and then uh, uh, emulation. <laughs> I've tried it. That's horrible for the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. All right. Uh, so no to then,
5: emulation. No, it's not yeah, no
6: to I mean, yeah, that's bad anyway, but, but yeah, that's, the controls are horrible with keyboard. Uh, and then I, I tried to play a little bit on the SNES Mini. Wait, what okay. game are
5: you talking about? We're talking about the Retro Rewind game. That's the appetizer. Uh, we're, we're talking about I, I, Super Mario RPG. If you played it in the past, great. Let's talk about it. Doesn't mean you had to play it within the last 30 days. If you did, I want to know about it. Sam? Yeah, you... I
3: wasn't a favorite for the podcast, I mean, podcast, the uh, discussion, but yeah, I played it. It was actually one of the games I wanted to play during the whole quarantine mess, but I never got around to doing it. But I have played a good chunk of it back in the so, maze. Um,
5: okay. Have you beat it?
3: On the, yeah, I mean, I've seen a few walkthroughs here and there, but I beat like half of it, to be honest. I know I'm, okay. I'm a terrible game. I'm sorry.
5: No, no, that doesn't mean you're terrible. I am just wondering if you beat it. I'm, I'm just asking the questions, I'm wondering who beat it, who didn't, who got through it. Sam? You actually broke out the actual cartridge, placed the battery, and started yep. playing it again.
1: So uh, in order to play this game, I had to first find a cartridge for sale on eBay and, and successfully bid on one. And I got outbid like two or three times. And eventually, I got one for $51, which is a pretty good price. As far That's as a I'm...
2: great price.
1: Yeah, it's like so zip- It, it d- was starting at $40. Uh, only one other person bid on it. So I put a max bid of like 55 on there and somebody else bid 50, and that was it. There, was, there were only three total bids on it. Um, so I got that, and then I had to actually obtain the Super Nintendo console, which was with my brother at the time. Uh, actually, by, <laughs> by now it was it was back at my parents' house, because they, my brother and his wife, did a quarantine project to redo some floors, and so they moved a lot of stuff out of their house that they just weren't using anymore. Along with it was the Super Nintendo. So weirdly enough, I come home, you know, for the first visit in a while for quarantine and I see my dad playing Super Mario World, which is weird because my dad usually, you know, he didn't care for video games. He was pretty like against it when we were growing up, like, you know, okay, that's fine, but, you know, make sure you do your chores, do your homework, et cetera, et cetera. But it was kind of funny to see him just playing that, like. He'd already hooked it up and everything, and I was like, "Well, you know, I, I got this this new Super Nintendo game that I bought on eBay," and he's like, "Oh," so, <laughs> so I took it away, and now the now the N sixty four is hooked up there, so he's been he's been playing some of that with my nephew, actually. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So out of that bargain, I got the whole S- Super Nintendo collection, um, and I've been playing all kinds of Super Nintendo games. But yeah, when I when I put it in, I noticed, "Oh, I started this and my save is not there even though I definitely remember saving multiple times." Right? So I had to swap out the battery to to do that. So, you know, I was determined to make that work because <laughs> I have a business card that says I'm an electronics engineer. Note that I work <laughs> in quality. I don't ever actually touch things with my hands, but um i was like okay i can do this i can i can solder a new battery onto this this little board after i open up the cart and it took a couple tries but eventually i got it working nothing was damaged i just couldn't get good contact with the fresh battery so yeah all right
5: that must have been fun experience
1: (laughs) rpg what
3: happened
5: well, I was just, actually I was just about to say I got a little ahead of myself by giving you guys appetizers, but uh, the appetizer. But I'll say just we'll keep going with the appetizer in just a minute. But I wanted to get in invite or not invite, excuse me, introduce everybody to each other, especially for the new people, uh, everybody here, so that you guys know each other by names and not just by your Discord names or Twitter names. Uh, first, I'll start with Michael or Mancher PJP. Uh, This is, what, your second or third time here? Uh, This this is my dinner
4: table? This is my second. Second? Uh, Second, yeah. Uh, I was here two months ago, I think. Okay. Uh, And, yeah, I'm Michael. Hello, Internet.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. And you've been playing Animal Crossing. And when I asked the question, how have you influenced your own child or uh, other children, like your nephews or nieces, you said... You've been influencing your 18-month-old son so far. Eight, so how...
4: Eight months. So, okay, uh, eight months. Okay, eight months. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I've been playing Animal Crossing. I we got the DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, that's mostly what I've been playing. I the last time I was on, I was saying I was trying to get in the habit of playing uh, Ring Fit, and that has not happened. <laughs> um but uh yeah animal crossing and sword and shield those are the games i've been playing and uh i've got one eight month old boy not 18
5: okay gotcha uh, yeah so is your ring fit sitting here next to your desk like mine is, uh, where <laughs> the hell
4: is it? there's there's some stuff on top of my ring which is part of the problem. <laughs>
5: <laughs> anybody else try to use ring fit for a little bit and then just stop you, yeah, I one. I,
4: I sold. Mine.
5: you sold that's right dan you sold it when the when the price is hot it right
2: it just started going up for like 125 bucks or something i was like sweet i'm never yep. gonna use this
0: thing Sucky you <laughs> i was the uh, ring fit monthly mayhem champion and that's then right. i Never touched it again. Uh, just, <laughs> I haven't played it since.
5: <laughs> That's hilarious. I think well, it's time
0: to talk now.
3: The ring fence.
5: Yes. So, all right, going back down the list. Dan, you're up next. Block Fort. You've been on here, I think, the first time when we first did the show. We're on. This is episode eight, so I think you did episode one at least, right? Or two?
2: Yeah, I was on one. Or, uh, I think I was on the first one, actually.
5: Yes. And you've been playing Borderlands. I think you're on the verge of beating that, if I read correctly.
2: Yeah, just so much. Just I don't know. That game just sucks me in, and just does not let go. And I love it.
5: <laughs> and you let your five-year-old watch you play Minecraft and Animal Crossing. And he beat World One One of Super Mario Brothers on his own recently.
2: Yeah, he did recently. I know that like some kids, they let their there's some parents let their kids play video games all the time. He's he's really not a gamer like I'm trying to not like make him like me. Yeah. Because like I have problems. So, you know, I want him to like grow up in a normal way. So you act like
5: um, games or drugs or something. What the heck, man? <laughs> some people,
2: you know, anyway you get that dopamine, man.
5: True. Very true. So, uh,
2: yeah, so he I, I let I gave him the wireless NES controller and Nintendo Switch Online NES and I was like, cool, you gotta be this level. Like you have to do it he didn't want to do it. And I was like, no, you're doing it. And he like figured it out, got through it. Like, how do you do this? And it was, it was really funny because, like, you know, he makes this, he made the same mistakes that we all make. Like, first, you're like, oh, I'm going to run into the Goomba. No, you got to jump on the Goomba. Oh, no, the mushroom. Like, you got to jump over the mushroom. No, you get the mushroom. And then he makes you beat. Like, he made all the same mistakes you make that Nintendo wants you to make when you first play Mario Brothers. So it's... It was cool to watch that. And then he always asks to play Minecraft all the time. He's, nice. a, he's a Lego junkie builder. He loves building stuff. So he's always about like, let's build this thing. Let's build that. I'm like, Perfect. I don't even know what I'm doing. I literally <laughs> don't know how to play this game, but you want me to do all this stuff. And like, I know you can, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah. So he's teaching me how to play Minecraft, really.
5: That's awesome. That's pretty. That's pretty much what my kids have been doing all these years since Minecraft came out. I haven't really dove into that, but they teach me something every time. Right. (laughs) All right. Next up, we've got Elvis Sanchez, which everybody knows as Mecha Dragon One Hundred and One, or the guy who gives us questions every week on the Nintendo Dad's podcast, which is Uh, awesome.
3: Whenever I remember (laughs) something, I thank you (laughs) for listening. I
7: try.
5: The game you're currently playing. And it was a recommendation, I'm sure, by Sam, right? was Bug Fables. And you, your influence of kids or, or nephews in gaming, you said, my, my nephew is currently four, so not yet, but I plan to, whenever he gets old enough, to hold a controller. <laughs> That's yeah, cool.
3: um, after I wrote that, I just remembered uh, my nephew actually had to switch, so maybe what I can do is I can probably get him like a game or something that has some eShop cards and then try to get him to play some of the retro games and whatnot. Already something that little kids can play nowadays. I definitely want to give him a wave of Fortnite whenever he gets older, because I don't think <laughs> that's a game for kids. Yeah, I Minecraft mean, is probably fine for kids, but I don't think Fortnite is supposed to be made for kids. But whenever I do get kids in the future, I'm going to start them slow. going to get them an NES, and then go higher and higher to that to eventually get, like, whatever the next-gen system is. At that point, we need a PlayStation 10 or something.
5: Uh, you got to start with Pong. You've got to get them down to the... Be- you know, the roots.
3: <laughs> what the heck is this? I'm just sticks going go back, and, back forth, and forth, right? They're <laughs> like that shiny machine I was like in the nineteen sixties.
5: Yes. That's how you gotta start them off. <laughs> Chad, you're up next. You've been playing Animal Crossing and Dragon Quest Eleven at the moment, it says, and then I turned all my kids in Nintendo into Nintendo players. We constantly play games like AC and Pokemon together, among others. Countless fights due to Mario Party and Mario Kart. Also, along with a friend at work, we talked several people where I work into, or it says talk, but I guess turned several people where I work into Nintendo fans. Chad. Yes. The man. <laughs> yeah. How did you turn them into Nintendo fans?
7: You know, I think it's that thing where, you know, as you grow older, you know, you want to get away from so-called kiddish things. I've never been that way. I've always loved playing them. And so talking to people around the uh, around the office, you know, hey, this new game's coming. They came out with a brand new version of that? Yeah. And one of them, uh, one of the girls I work with, she used to play Animal Crossing when it first came out on the DS, and she ended up buying a new one because of it. Nice.
5: That's awesome. So around the the, uh, what is it called, the water?
7: Water Cooler.
5: Water Cooler. Water thank cool. you. <laughs> I was trying to look. What was that thing called again? <laughs> Around the Water Cooler. You're talking about video games. That's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, with with quarantine, though, what have you been doing now with uh, being able to turn people in, in, into Nintendo fans because there's no the water cooler?
7: Thing with the whole Animal Crossing, we're actually visiting each other's villages. So it's kind of cool. We're still meeting up because uh, a lot of us are friends in real life anyway. Uh, awesome. So a couple theirs, um, and and believe it or not, their spouses too. So that's been cool. Um, not as much fun as, you know, talking in real life, but we have our own, you know, chat going on and visiting each other's villages.
5: Sweet. What do you think of that, Nick and Dan? He's got his own little community going over there on the side.
0: (laughs) Bring it on, man. Let's join up. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what Animal Crossing is all about. I mean, having a community. So I think it's awesome. Good job. The more
2: turnout prices, the better. That's the better. right.
5: <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, and Dan, this is your first time on the show, so welcome again. And uh, let's see. Next What's up.
2: Chad's handle? Is handle is Chad on the Discord? Yeah. Yes. Hey, it's Chad. Pretty simple.
3: Hey, it's Chad. It's,
5: uh, I guess I could guess. Hey, it's Chad. <laughs> <laughs> that is
3: very simple. Very that should be like a YouTube channel name. If you become a YouTuber, it's just Hey, it's Chad. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's right that'd be cool You need a banner behind you hey it's chad Here we go. <laughs> all right next up we've got datfast as you guys know in the discord but his name is john and it says i've been playing xenoblade chronicles definitive edition for the most part sprinkling in a little clubhouse games with the kids and maintaining his island with animal crossing and as far as an influencer he says, my son is probably on the path to being a big gamer. I've been playing Minecraft with him since he was four. He is now 10, so six years. That's awesome. And makes a lot of his own game choices. He will surprise me with some of the things he picks from game pads to play. I caught him randomly playing The Gardens Between the other day. So that's pretty cool.
6: Yeah, he, similar to Dan, I mean, my kid's always been into Legos and Minecraft and We went through the the stint of the Skylanders, which is really bad, but (laughs) you can't get rid of those things, man.
5: Right, yeah. We were actually um, talking about that yesterday on the Nintendo Dads because uh, Sean Capri, if you guys were watching that, he was on, and his wife was really heavy into Skylanders and they still had their whole collection up on shelves in in the room he podcasted in. So he was showing off a couple of those. Which, so there's yes. people still who still got them. Did you, did you say you still have yours?
6: Yeah, we still have them all, but I mean, they're at the end. I mean, you could buy them for like 25 cents. Right. At, at uh, Toys R Us and stuff. They just, I mean, they were everywhere. Yes, they Probably were.
4: Probably a few landfills filled with just Skylanders.
6: <laughs> yeah, that, that and uh, copies of uh, E.T. on Atari. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> Which, I have I, that I in a box
5: somewhere, somewhere in here. <laughs>
6: <laughs> but yeah, he... uh he he kinda surprises me with some of the things he plays now, you know, he's getting out of the, the mobile game uh age, I guess. I've been trying to get him into playing some more things on consoles and uh it it's hard to get kids away from, from Minecraft and uh he but he, he's been playing a lot of five nights at Freddy's too, he's getting into that. Oh yeah. Yeah. which is kind of weird. Uh, I wouldn't think a 10-year-old would be into that, but he just came home from school one day, and he's like, we got to play these games. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I don't know. You, you might be able to play them. What was that? Who said that?
3: I was saying, that's another popular game with the kids, even though it's super scary, and shouldn't be for them FNAF or FNAF the Freddy's.
5: <laughs> right. Good, right. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yep. And my son actually just picked up the uh, one that's on the Switch. Um the newer one. I forget what it was called. Five Nights at Freddy's. It had a, it wasn't like a numbered version. It's the oh, one that was like
3: the VR, right? Yeah, it was uh,
5: the I one think. that came out VR first, yes. Or was, yeah, there first. Oh, I forget cute. what's the name.
3: that uh, made more sense on the Wii U because you could've used the, the gamepad as like your camera and then they can actually have to see the game on top. And I, I never know why they put on that system as opposed to the Switch.
5: Was it out at the time for that system?
1: I think the first two were out
3: when the Wii U came out, but then the
5: third one came out on the let's
1: Look at the install base of the Wii U versus the Switch.
3: Right. I don't
1: remember the name of the game. I think it's like, show
3: or tell or something, I don't know.
5: So, all right, cool. Um, Thanks for sharing that, John. That was awesome. And then uh, uh, Sam, you're up next. We got. and everybody if you didn't know he's third strongest mole and the game he's playing was various snes games including but not limited to super mario rpg earthbound super star wars trilogy spider-man and x-men arcades revenge
3: lots of i have to ask before you begin i have to ask before you begin which superintendent do you prefer the american one or or the pal one I'm sorry for a trap
1: you. Oh, they, 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 the American one. I, that's what I. I mean, I and we actually have like the later edition of it, the mini one, that has like the weird round buttons and stuff. Um, th- that's just what I think of when I think of a Super Nintendo. So.
5: Yeah, I like I like the purple, but that's because I also like Decepticons, and they always work purple. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's like so many people, especially the British people, that just look just throw up when they see the. Uh, America, it's a minute. 10 the thing is that's like the most ugliest thing ever. I'm like, oh, it looks nice. I mean, that's wrong people. <laughs> I wouldn't say it looks nice. It's
2: pretty, it's, it's fine.
1: The colors are To be are honest, awesome. though, I'm not super, you know, but like people had such strong opinions over like the PS5's appearance and I'm like, it, whatever. It's, you know. It, You're not going to be staring at that. You're going to be staring at the screen. The
5: <laughs> yeah. And Sam the other thing before before you get into uh, anything else is you said how you've been influencing kids is introducing him to the switch also trying to teach the joy of overcoming a difficult spot by himself so in any particular game in, in to uh, in regards to that
1: I mean there there was a lot so I mean my brother and I spent quite a bit of time you know playing games with his his son and you know, he he quickly developed a habit of, like, this part's too hard, and then he would just throw the controller at one of us <laughs> and make us do it for him. And so we had to be like, no, no, you know, you, it, trust us. It'll be more fun if you could do it yourself. And it, I find it interesting, and I, I wonder for, for the rest of you if this is, like, a trend for younger kids, because he was, what, five, six at this time. Um, just the idea of progression doesn't seem to hold as much, sway over them. Um because and I can remember like it wasn't the original Super Mario Bros, but it was uh new Super Mario Bros U that he was playing and he finally beat World One One and he was like super thrilled about that. And I was like, cool, now you can do World One Two. And he's like, no I'm gonna do it again. It's just you know (laughs) it's kind of like, you know, let's go again, let's go again kinda you know Is he trying to collect all the collectibles or something? Well, I mean it was just like well he knows he can beat that level so why would he go to world one two when it's hard and he's gonna die again
5: oh uh, interesting I thought maybe it had something to do with uh just getting you know he got that feeling of beating that one so he's just wanting to get that again yeah then, I don't know
1: uh, I don't know but it's like I'm like you know there's a level two <laughs> You could try something new. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, and like case in point, so I, I actually, when he got his own Switch, which was my fault because I, sh- I got the Switch at launch and showed it to him, and he begged his parents for a Switch until Christmas when he got one, um, and I still feel kind of bad for about that, but um, it, I, I loaned him Breath of the Wild, and I just recently got that back, um, and he never left the Great Plateau. Yeah. Because, and, and I explained to him several times, like, you know, they if you get it. these things, then you get the glider and you can go all these places. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. Like <laughs> so He's just, just very reluctant to let the game tell him what to do, ever. How old did you say he was again? Uh, he's nine now. Nine, okay. So at the start of this all, he was, I think, five, because that was before the Switch came out. Okay.
5: Yeah, it's kind of similar to my uh, my youngest, Sam. His name is Sam as well. So, uh, he's now 12. But he, with Animal Crossing as an example, he's he's been playing that. Uh, and some of you met him because he's been on the island. If uh, he, you've come to my island or we've come to yours, um, but that's all he is about with the game is going to other people's islands and just hanging out with them and just doing stuff. And we tell we go to his island and he's got just stuff everywhere he doesn't have he doesn't even have the um the those community center or whatever you call it right where nook and uh isabelle are he doesn't even have that yet he's finally got nook's cranny because i went in and did some stuff for his island to get things moving <laughs> so but he does he has no interest in doing the tasks in the game unless it gets him to something that he wants to do like us or be able to do something on an island when he comes to visit so it's there's there's no well, progression.
1: I, I wonder because we mentioned like the popularity of Minecraft, like maybe that's part of it, why it's so popular, especially with younger kids, like because they're you know, if you play on non survival mode, it really is just a big sandbox. Yeah. Kind of wander around and do whatever. You know, you don't have to worry about I need to do this first and then I unlock this ability and then I go to level three and et cetera, et cetera.
5: Makes sense. It's good good point. All right, and speaking of Animal Crossing, we've got Nick from Dad Crossing podcast on the show. Oh, uh, Nick. <laughs> he's Nick Tendo in, the, in Discord. He's been playing Summer of Mara and I think, uh, or Mara, however you want to pronounce it. But he's, he's got a video out on our YouTube channel if you're interested in checking that out. Um, or you can ask him questions about it. And I'm, I know you guys have been talking about it a lot in Discord as well. It's a pretty decisive game, it sounds like. And he says, "How he's been influencing my kids in gaming is they don't know that Microsoft and Sony exists." <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> so um, what's up? They, they
4: don't exist.
5: What was that, Michael?
4: They can't be in
3: competition if you don't if they don't exist.
5: Right. It's just all Nintendo, That's right. right? That's right. And Elvis, you were saying something.
3: Now like, did they never saw like the PlayStation at all, like the first
0: one, or just not even really? <laughs> well, or even in the stores, my kids are my kids are younger, so like my daughter's four and my son six. So, um, yeah, they no, they really don't like they think everything's Nintendo. Not that I have an issue with Sony or or Microsoft. I mean, um, I really don't. But I just um, somebody was mentioning like going from. You know, going from thinking that Nintendo is a kid's version of video games and going to adult games and, and going to Microsoft. So I just really wanted to give them a good experience of Nintendo before, before they moved on. Cause I figured if they're like my trajectory at some point, they'll be like, oh, I want, you know, I want the graphics. I went through that like in, in college. I was like, I got the Xbox. I was like, nope, I'm done with Nintendo. I always had a Nintendo, but I was like, I just bring that out every once in a while. Um, so I really want them to get a little steeped in the nostalgia of Nintendo, too. So hopefully, you know, they'll always stick with it like I did. So, Yep. All my kids
7: are going through that.
5: All my kids are going through uh, that.
0: After Bayonetta, I don't think we can really
3: call Nintendo a kid (laughs) system anymore, because they do have mature and lewd uh, content in recent years. Like, Like, there's a whole controversy happening. Like, Nintendo will allow, like, some kind of specific stuff, while, like, Sony will just uh, censor them there's some examples of that. Sure it's definitely
0: changing, but I think as a first party system, um when you when you think of Nintendo first party published games, you you don't have think of kids games, but you think of more family-friendly titles. And I think that at some point, I don't know, at some point you just see those graphics on the PS4 as uh, you know, like a teenager or whatever and you're like I want that. <laughs> want that, and I, I was there. Like I did that same thing. I was a little bit older because you know the graphics weren't that great when I was a teenager. So, um, but when I was in college, I was like, I want that. I want those graphics. I'm done with these these cartoony graphics. I want, I want real sweat. That's what. I also, the higher graphics the more
3: money
5: to be. All my kids are in that trajectory right now. So for my oldest, who, you know, they all start off with Nintendo. She's gone on to PC, PC, my middle child. She's now on to PS4, cause she, you know, 15 and playing GTA now and doing all kinds of stuff there. But she's doing Animal Crossing with us too. But, yeah, doing that same thing. And my, my youngest, again, Sam, he's, he's now asking for an Xbox or, you know, PlayStation. You know, he's kind of leaning either way, whichever one he can get right now, I think.
6: <laughs>
7: Go ahead, what? I was asking.
3: Sorry, I was. Go ahead, Mechal Dragon. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting you guys off. I was I of asking, or any need the Maxi for the PS Five or the new Xbox?
5: Are there any of them asking for that yet? Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Yes, my daughter is already planning on saving money and stuff. She, we actually just had a discussion about that today, where uh, we've been discussing it ever since they announced it and showed that video. Uh, with the games and she's she said how much do you think it's going to be and i said just save up for six hundred dollars you'll be all right <laughs> so she's already planned it out she you know she's already been saving money in her savings account. to so show some of that and then she's got my other money she's planning on earning and to put towards that so yep we had that discussion today because i said you got to map it out get ready <laughs>
6: it's coming does she have enough room for it though
5: Yep, she's gonna uh, buy a whole other table for it off to the side. You know, <laughs> put some legs on the on it.
0: As, <laughs> as tall as, you as it like is, she doesn't ship. even need legs. It'll just you can just put it on the ground. and It'll probably reach. It'll stand right next it. to the fan. It's about the same height, <laughs> <Yeah. type>, right? <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> the PS PS Five will oscillate with it. You know, <laughs> yes. just to keep it cool. <laughs> so yes, but. Now that we got everybody to know who they are, and unfortunately we lost Dan, probably had to tend to his kids, which is understandable. Uh, uh, hopefully I told him he can come back in whenever he wants to. Uh, but of course we all know him as Block Fort. He's done lots of stuff in the community. A lot of you who've come in for the first time, will meet him a lot of the times. The first time he'll ask you what game you playing. Uh, And he's also part of the Dad Crossing crew, and he does a lot of streaming of classic or not classic games, but you know, old school games like the N64 games and stuff. So I'm not gonna call it classic yet. Come on. (laughs) So, all right, but, but back to what we were talking about. Speaking of retro stuff, Retro Rewind, which is Super Mario RPG. It sounds like there's a couple of us that have played through it, at least in the past or in the past 30 days. I'll let you guys know that I actually purchased the game on the Wii U for this thing for the for the retro rewind. I didn't have it before. I heard it was a great game, just never got around to getting it. But I hooked up my Wii U, put it on my nightstand in my room, and did not hook it up to the TV and just was going to play it on the you know the control the gamepad. I did it first night for the couple, couple hours. I didn't go back. Now, why didn't I go back? I could say it was time, but there's a lot of other things that I've been playing. Obviously, the Switch, because I can carry that around wherever I go. Um, Gamepad, I was hoping to be able to play there next to my bed, but I didn't. Did it once. Did it for a couple hours. But I think the game didn't grab me for the first couple hours. So what I want to ask you guys is, especially if any of you played it longer or even in the past, if if i play it longer is it going to grab me did i not play it long enough uh or is it one of those games where it's just uh you know you're gonna like it or not
3: Tim, mean, you didn't play it on the Super Nintendo classic edition you don't have that
5: i do but i want i that's down here not hooked up to anything right now it's not portable the closest thing i had to portable to be able to play it on is my wii u gamepad so that's why I hooked it up and put it next to the bed because I figured, you know, at I'll just grab it and play it. But I didn't. I was playing either Animal Crossing with my wife because that's where she in- ends up playing it sometimes. And then, uh, or I'll just, or just be too tired and go to sleep. <laughs> so, but when I did, like I said, when I did play it, I played it for just a couple hours and it just didn't seem to grab me yet.
4: Um, I'm... I wonder if I had, like, rose-colored glasses about that game because I, I haven't played in a while. Uh, I had I want to say I had it on the Super Nintendo. No, wait. I don't remember. I might have played it at a friend's house who had a Super Nintendo. Um, and then I got it on the Wii uh, when that when the Wii like when I around when I first got my Wii and uh, the uh, the the Wii the Shop Channel it on there right so i got it played it a bit didn't finish virtual it. console yeah on the virtual console um i don't i don't remember finishing it um maybe just i was too busy doing other stuff around that time at like school activities yeah. whatever um i remember like again maybe i have rose-colored glasses about that about super mario rpg but it was i remember it being a good game i remember like the plot I hear a lot of people of saying characters. it's
5: great.
4: Yeah, like um, I'm like in 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 reference to your question, like if you kind of go a little bit longer, will you will you start to enjoy it? I think it might. From what I remember, it was maybe a slow burn of a of a of a game. You start seeing the payoff of different storylines
0: a little later on.
5: Okay, I'm just looking up to see how long of a game that
0: was again. I'm uh, so I'm I played it when it first came out (laughs) like uh, a long time ago and to be like i don't remember if i beat it either i really don't i remember liking it but i'm with you michael i really wanted to get back to it on the wii u but i'm also like you tim where uh dan made a comment in discord that if the switch hadn't been portable and come out the way it was he doesn't know how much he'd actually be in games he said that on discord man, I'm in that same boat, because I was like, I'm going to get down there, and I'm going to put a few hours into it, and I'm going to, I'm just never, nope, never (laughs) happened, like it never, like it just didn't happen, and it, and so I didn't, never played it again, don't remember if I beat it, the only memory I have of this game, and, and um, I think it was Dan, or maybe it was Sam, mentioned it in Discord, is uh, the boat code, I remember flipping out when I finally figured out, like what what the code is and it's just like this murky memory that I'm like I was super excited when I finally like broke the code and figured out what the password is or whatever it was (laughs) Um, and I don't even really remember like what I got or where it was in the game but that's my memory of that game not beating it not anything and I do remember having fun playing. Alright Can I
3: go next? Of course go go ahead So if it's gonna pick up a few just you with you um, I'm I don't remember that much of the story, but I'm going to say yes, because, you know, remember this game is made by Square, and Square is pretty good when it comes to storytelling, especially um, some of the characters and the backstory. I think Malo had a very um, interesting story as well, but if the story won't interest you, maybe at least the gameplay Well, Like, if you're a big fan of Paper Mario games and Mario Luigi games, this is basically where it all began. Um, so, like, I get, okay. Well, quick, quick, quick thing. I, 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 first played I think on the Wii for the Virtual Console, like you said, and I re on the Wii, on the Wii U. And then I guess I, so I guess I said earlier, I was gonna try and play during the whole quarantine on my Flashcard, but I haven't got around to doing it. I think I only played a little bit of it, but I like it. It's fun. Like it's, it's. And I don't want to say it's beginner's first RPG because that's Mystic Quest, but it's more like a more funnier JRPG to play. Like if you, if you think Final Fantasy is a little bit too much with a mythical thing and all this craziness, this is kind of a good starting point to get into more advanced RPGs, if that makes sense.
5: Well, that's where the Mario and Luigi and the Paper Mario is kind of split off from this, right?
3: Yeah, this was the original uh, Paper Mario. Paper Mario, no. Actually, the, the first Paper Mario was technically supposed to be Super, Paper, Super Mario RPG 2. But then when Square was like, you know, screw Nintendo. You guys won't use this. They were like, all right, then we'll just turn to Paper Mario. So technically, you know how everyone's like, oh, we need a sequel to, pay to Super Mario RPG 2. You technically have one. It's the Paper Mario game for the 64. That's basically what's supposed to be Super Mario RPG 2. But yeah, the Super Mario RPG basically went to, like, Mario Luigi and then Paper Mario. And then, well, both series is kind of dead <laughs> now. <laughs> like, Mario, who knows what's going to happen to Mario Luigi now, now that Alpha Dream is dead. And Nintendo still has to give us a proper Paper Mario. So this is, like, the most... Yeah. Tell us if we are ever gonna get to an RPG from Mario again.
5: Well we'll see in July, right? Hopefully we'll see something like that. And nothing's ever dead with Nintendo. Well maybe they just needed a Mario and Luigi break, so well, yeah, we
3: did just get a stab game and I honestly thought we never got would never would have got a Pokemon stab, so now I could now I believe anything will come back from Nintendo now, right. to be honest. Maybe yeah. the surprise yeah. was in your know, zero in the end of this year.
5: <laughs> maybe. Never know. And and you never know, somebody might, another developer may, you know, uh, port one of the Mario Luigi games over to the Switch, who knows, or a collection.
1: So this was my first time actually ever playing Super Mario RPG. I came close to thinking about getting it on virtual console back in the day, but, and I got rid of my Wii U, so that's why I wound up tracking down an old cartridge, um, I don't exactly regret that, but I do miss my virtual console games. I don't actually miss my Wii U games. Like, all the good ones got sequels on Switch, you know, and Mario Maker and all that. So, Um, but the thing I found interesting is that despite the more direct connection to Paper Mario, to me it feels more like a Mario and Luigi game. It just doesn't have Luigi. Okay,
5: yeah, that's what I was kind of figuring. It might. It seemed like that those two games kind of split off from the the RPG
1: and I've always liked paper Mario a lot more than Not that I dislike Mario and Luigi, but like paper Mario is like up here for me. And Mario and Luigi is just like, it's a good, solid game.
5: Okay. I really enjoyed superstar saga when that came out for the advance game boy advance. So that was a really good game. Um, so that's why I was hoping to really go back to the roots of the RPG, uh, super Mario RPG. So uh, I'll give it another go. I'll give it another try. Um, so do you remember said, what the
3: part you got up to, too? So, which part do you remember?
5: Um, I think it was mainly just more still in the tutorial phase of the game, I think. And that might be why. But Because it seemed like I was a couple hours in, but it was still just kind of like... It wasn't very... And maybe it was just too slow for the moment, too. I don't know. Because it was like... I've been really craving a little bit more fast-paced stuff. Because I've been playing the... The Shinsekai game, you know, into the depths, which I said is a slower game, because you're exploring with a few battles that come come into play, and then and then there's the outer world, which is you know story based, where again you're building on a story and with a few action sequences in between. So maybe I was just looking for something a little bit more constant, fast paced, and no, I wasn't ready for that one yet. So we'll see. I definitely still want to give it give it its due, I, and that's the reason why I set it up uh, on my nightstand to keep playing it. Uh, those that and the other virtual console games I have. So, any For other base comments? On
3: guys, based on what you guys have been talking about, it sounds like none of you guys have um, faced Qlex in the game yet. You're just kind of like the true final boss of my RPG. I don't know Sam, I think you what.
1: said you beat it, right? I well, I, I beat Smithy. Then you know, that's how you get credits to roll. Okay. Uh QLX, I understand is like an optional hidden final boss, like the the Omega weapon or whatever of this game. Yeah, you get like a shiny stone from a NPC, then you bring
3: it to a house and then out of nowhere you just fight this Final Fantasy like boss. So from what I heard he's very difficult. Like it's basically a status symbol we can beat him and Mar Jean. And this, the neat part is, um, when you beat him, it plays, like, the Final Fantasy victory tune instead of the one that came from the game. Um. Interesting. Which is good, but one of these days, I do want to try and beat my RPG and, and try to and beat Qlex. I don't know when. I have way too much RPGs on my play as well, like, like you, like you said, I was playing Buckfield, but I really want to get Xenoblade, but whatever. Um, yeah. Try it out. I, I, I don't think he's that hard, but he's pretty difficult. I mean, I
1: assume that you need to be at the level cap to have a chance. So, and the thing was, I I rushed through the last star piece, so I think I had Mario at level 27, but that's because I equipped him with the experience booster. Everyone else was like level 22.
5: Sam, if anybody can do it, I think you could, for sure. (laughs) Also, spoilers for Tim. Yeah, a little bit. But hey, it gives me goals, right? I have goals now. I want to be, be able to say I, I, I beat the game with the, the, the real boss.
3: <laughs> so, I just really hope Mario G comes to the Switch Online soon because originally, for example, originally I was going to wait till Earthbound comes on the Switch Online, but there was no signs of that, that happening. So it's like, screw it. I'm just playing on my $100 flash card. But oh. I'm praying <laughs> that they'll bring it, but at this rate, Nintendo's been bringing out like random games that we have never heard of on the Switch Online, like what was the last game that we had for this time? We had Pound the Pawn and some... Wild Gun. <laughs> Wild Gunner. Wild Guns is good too, so yeah. Yeah, they so... I, I think they're waiting for, like, special events before they bring out, like, um this game. Like, I remember on the Wii U, they made a big deal about having the Donkey Kong Country games in. Like, look, we have Donkey Kong Country 3 and the Land games. Yay!
5: You would think it would be a lot easier for them, especially for not being in the office to be able to just roll out some games to Nintendo Switch Online. Um, But that's a whole other topic that we could probably get into at another dinner time. (laughs) Is the Nintendo Nintendo Switch Online and the slow roll of all these games. But with that, we're gonna end the appetizers before we get too full on that and move on to the main dish, which is uh, one I've been, I actually asked when Bobby, the Nintendo guru, was on the show a couple weeks ago, along with Justin, I asked them this question during the uh, post show, was basically, if we had a real E3, what should have been or would have been the breaking news uh, if it had gone as planned? And what I mean by that is if it was, you know, obviously alternate universe type of thing, where if it was really happening what would you have liked to have seen that would have been breaking news for for Nintendo? What would you have liked to have seen? It could be as crazy as you wanted it to be or as realistic as you want it to be, uh, but I wanted to hear what you guys thought. What would you Metro have liked to Prime have seen?
3: Four. I'm kidding. That's not coming out anytime soon. What were you or saying? Oh, Half-Life? Half, half Metro life? Four. No, I was saying Four, but oh, that's my. not coming out anytime soon, especially <laughs> in physical quarantine. I uh, know, but I think... If if, okay, quick quick answer to that. Um, I think what it came out was maybe the Mario remasters that have been rumored. Um, I already hundred percent believe that because I don't. I don't think Nintendo would be like, oh yeah, yeah. Here's ten of our best games in one cart. Have fun. At the very least, maybe we would have got like one or two of them as a remaster or something like that. Um, maybe we. Maybe they would have announced like Super Mario Three D World as a as a Switch port and maybe of a trailer or two for the Breath of Wild too, but that's all I can think of right now, honestly. Wait, have a quick question. When you say E3, do you mean just for Nintendo or for everybody in general?
5: For Nintendo. Focusing on Nintendo right now, like... I
3: mean... What I I'm,
5: what I'm envisioning is, like, you're, you're at work or you're out, and you go and look at your phone, your phone's blowing up, and there it is, the breaking news. What is it? What did Nintendo say or or what happened, whether it could have been a third party on Nintendo's behalf, or Nintendo themselves, what would have been, like, that breaking news?
6: I I, I just think
1: back, because I I do think signs kind of point to this sort of being a little bit of a victory lap for the Switch year, like, Nintendo doesn't need to push software, they have games that are still selling. Um, and, And think back to 2016 E3, when everyone was like, oh, Nintendo doesn't have anything to show, but Breath of the Wild, their E3 is going to stink. And then after E3, all anyone was talking about was Breath of the Wild. So (laughs) I think they kind of won anyway with one game. Um, But, uh, I mean, I think they would have saved Paper Mario for E3. Um, Pokemon probably would have done their own thing because they've done that before. Where they have their own, like, Pokemon Direct a week before E3. I do wonder, though, with the like second announcement coming, if maybe that one, the one we just got was recorded like well ahead of time and was meant to be that. And then whatever's coming as a second announcement was supposed to be for E3. But I don't know what that would be because it it seems like it has to be something pretty big. To get its own thing. And like they can't fill any more time with like updates to Pokemon Go and stuff because we already got that. Um, right. yeah, the more crazy side I of just, me, like Splatoon spinoffs, um, and you know, do some, some, I mean, I want arms too, but I, I'm like the only <laughs> guy. So, um, it, the other thing I've been thinking for a while, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, uh, since you mentioned third parties is I, I am fully expecting Capcom to put a new monster hunter on the switch. Because we got the the port of uh, Monster Hunter, uh, what was it? A cross, the like crossover one that's sort of like a best of all Monster Hunter game. Wasn't
3: it, wasn't it Double Cross the 3DS version? That's yeah,
1: yeah. So it was a it was a DS a 3DS game first, and then they it was brought generations. It. Yeah, generations. That's the one. Um, but that was a port. So they haven't made one for the Switch ground up. Um, I think uh, Monster Hunter is traditionally a portable series so i know they have world now but i think they'll want to keep that moving forward
5: especially with how popular switch is in japan so it makes sense
1: um another thing i, w- I would
3: have been crazy if they announced for e3's meme was mentor pine strategy i know that's kind of a answer, but i would have loved to have mentor pine strategy because that's one of those games where i'm like you know, you know those games where, like, you buy constantly telling yourself, you're going to play eventually, and you never do? Like, that, like that. for me, that is case story, Metro Prime trilogy, like, I got the Wii version twice, then I got it for the Wii U, and then, I'm, and, you know, because you could download Wii games on the Wii U, and I never got into doing that. And I always want to try the Metro Prime games, but I always get lost on them. I'm like, I don't know where the hell that had to go. they so complicated games.
5: Yes, and that i'm gonna go next since you brought up metroid prime trilogy because you all know i love metroid prime uh i also like the 2d games i just metroid is one of my favorite series um but for me the breaking news for me would have been awesome would would see that they rolled out a metroid prime 4 trailer of sorts something a little bit more tangible to see um that would kind of explain where the story was going after the trilogy. Um, But with that also basically be an all out, this is going to be a Metroid prime show or a Metroid show uh, where, okay, here's your, here's your Metroid prime Four trailer or sneak peek or whatever you want to call it or teaser uh, more so than just the, the the logo. Um, But then, also announcing we're bringing Samus returns to the Switch. Uh, also announcing that uh, an updated Fusion was coming to the Switch, because Fusion came out, if I'm not mistaken, at the same time as Prime did, or around the same time, or or I should say, was it either a year before or a year after Metroid Prime came out, Fusion came out. Um, so, and there were some ties between the two games uh, when they came out, and you could play and unlock certain things. So between your Game Boy and, and hooking it up uh, to the GameCube,
3: they basically came out almost the same time. I looked it up; very okay. close to each other. That's crazy. I can't believe they did that.
5: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you got the you got the kind of the home console version, the Prime version, and then you got the uh, the portable version. So to me, I think that would Fusion is tied with Prime, and I think you. you bring that out bring a uh, remaster of that to the switch um as well it doesn't have to be like bam 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 you're releasing all this at the same time but just kind of saying okay within the next 6 months this is we're going to release these things i know it sounds crazy but i'm dreaming here hear me out what if,
3: what if <laughs> that's what i would to make, love like, to see what if instead they made like a new 2d metro game that kind of is like a prequel, or, like, a, it, it leads to the story of Metroid Prime 4. Like, I think, I know that, um, the game, the TV Metro games kind of take place, I think, before Metroid. I don't remember how the timeline works. But if they just, like, make, like, a side, kind of like what, um, Bloodstained did with, uh, Curse of the Moon, where they made, like, yeah. a platformer, and then that leads to, like, the mainline game. What if they, like, make it, like, a new 2D Metro game that kind of leads? I take it.
1: To I take it. As it stands, isn't other M the end of the Metroid timeline right now?
3: No, Under M takes place after Super Nintendo. After
1: Super Metroid.
6: I believe Super Fusion Metroid. is the is Fusion is Super after Metroid
1: that. Four. I
3: think Fusion is the most recent in the timeline. We don't have anything after that, which is kind of crazy to think about since that game's like over a decade oh, it is technically number in the story.
5: Yep. No matter how many times I look at that timeline, I can never keep it straight. So uh, I'm not good at with that kind of stuff. But I always it's like looking back at it and figuring that. At yeah, least stuff. it's <laughs> not
1: the Zelda timeline. I was gonna say, is the <laughs> Metro timeline Earth.
5: as complicated as the Zelda timeline? <laughs>
1: it's, it's just time because of the release. <laughs> it's of, only as complicated as the Castlevania timeline.
5: <laughs> it's just the it's release of time everything, time. right? Because of how they release the games, they always release. A game and then they're saying oh it falls here and then another Metroid game comes out and it's oh it's over here so but that's another thing too I would like to have come out is another Dark Horse book that explains the you know Metroid timeline <laughs> the
3: same way they did with Hyrule so let so me ask you something would you also want like a remake of uh, Super Metroid because I heard a lot of people like don't want a remake of that game because it's perfect as it is What's your I don't on that?
5: I don't, I don't need a super Metroid remake. Nope. Not for me personally. I think it's fine the way it is. I can go and play it right now. So I'm happy they brought it on the switch. I don't know about anybody else. Maybe, maybe there is, maybe they have to do some, maybe they should, you know, let let me rephrase that. Maybe it's not necessarily a total remake or remaster, but at least bringing it up to HD levels. So you can play it on the TV or, you know, a, Maybe even I'll admit, I wouldn't
1: mind wall jumps being easier. Okay,
5: so maybe there's some you know some things they can change that people would would like. So
4: I would argue okay. at some some point, slight tweaks. I would argue at some point they're gonna not necessarily need to, but it'd be a good idea to remake some of the more classic stuff, like if you do uh, Super Metroid, uh, Super Castlevania, or uh, Mario RPG remakes, like in maybe another 10, 15 years. So that like, you get those experiences, those games, but you're still, yeah, like you've got it in HD, you've got it like on, that on makes a sense. portable system for a new audience. Cause with the o- older games, they're on a super Nintendo or, uh, or an original Nintendo and you're, it's a way to kind of future-proof yourself.
5: Yeah. yeah that's why I, I agree. Uh, I kinda what, think that what, way too where you could bring and it. And while
4: out. you wouldn't
3: necessarily like Tim, your kids would like that or yeah. whatever. You say that if I find Nintendo make the kind of comedy for like, alright, here's the Switch 672 Seventy Two, here's Su Mario Brothers for like the ten time. Like Nintendo will always find a way to make the resell you Super Mario or Super Mario Brothers. Like there's a joke I always make with Nintendo how like Every time Nintendo makes a new system, they always be like, okay, make sure you can play some Mario Brothers on the system, no matter what. Like, Make sure it's playable on this thing.
5: Well, let me put it this way. If, if they're going to do that, if they're going to, I don't know if the right word is remake or remaster, but keeping the same feel and aesthetics as it is now. Because everybody likes, you know, that's why people are saying it's perfect the way it is, because the, the sprites work, even today... It's just, I guess, the the ratio is not working. Maybe if they worked on that, expand some things and, and stuff, then it would work. But overall, I think if they're going to do that, also release it with something new. So redo that one, bring it up to date, fine, but also give it something new. So if you're going to bring out uh, zero again, if you're going to freshen that up so it fits in the switch better, then... Bring out something new. I, I would even take if they say, "Okay, here's zero, and then here's Samus returns to the switch." I'd be fine with that. At least it's two rather than just one remake, and that's all we get for Metroid. You know,
6: I think that Super Metroid is probably one of the most accessible Metroid games there is. I mean, it's it's almost on every console, and I, I kind of think that's why we got the Samus Returns remake because it was kind of stuck on Game Boy, right? You know. Not a whole lot of people had access to it. Yeah.
5: And I like that they've done, what, now two games for that, right? So we got Link's Awakening and uh, Samus Returns.
6: So I I think we're just going to see more Game Boy games for a little while, (laughs) (laughs) which doesn't bother me at all.
5: Yes. Now, I know typically E3 isn't where they would announce anything new for Nintendo Switch Online as well. That usually comes later on in the year. But I, I, just because you brought that up, I am hoping that they do bring some of the Game Boy Advance games over to N- Nintendo Switch Online. I think that would be pretty cool.
6: We're um, just going to get another Game Boy player for the Switch.
5: <laughs> it's just this attaches but, on somehow. Well, it's I could the love dock. that.
6: Like, Airlock <laughs> yes.
3: still doesn't tell us nothing about the Airlock Pocket. It's been, like, months since they announced that. So, I oh, love a new way to play Game Boy games. Right. Um... I don't think that I probably would have been nice to see for if there was an E3 to see. It's just probably um, just kind of a vague answer, but Nintendo's answer to like the next-gen systems. Because I was gonna send this question to Nintendo to ask, but I forgot to do it. Like now that the PS5 and then Xbox, whatever the new Xbox is called, is coming out soon, was Nintendo gonna do for like third-party publishers? Because we all know that eventually the games are gonna get advanced enough that will barely be able to run on the Switch. So. Maybe though Nintendo will just give like a small hint or like a little tease and say, "Hey, we're gonna have a new Switch model come in the future." I mean, that's gonna open up a whole new topic of conversation. But it's something they'll they'll probably would have done.
5: Could you imagine that being a headline-breaking news of Doug Bowser pulls out, you know, Switch Pro out of his
3: pocket? You know, in
1: in the video. <laughs>
3: I don't think Switch Pro can fit in a pocket though. Like maybe like. It will probably be a PS5 or something like that.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm still a naysayer on the Switch Pro. I, I'll believe it when I see it, but... It, I, it just seems like not a Nintendo thing to do. As far as really focusing. focusing on power, there will definitely be hardware revisions of the Switch. There will probably be performance upgrades, but I don't think Nintendo's ever going to make a Switch that is still called the Switch um, that there are games that run on it that don't run on the normal Switch because that I just agree. doesn't make sense. Yeah, they're going to... I mean, they did it sort of with the new 3DS, but that didn't exactly work in their favor. <laughs> they had like 3 for
4: that. Yeah, they're, they're going to come up with, like Sam said, um, some performance upgrades. They'll extend the battery, like double it, maybe, maybe actually put in some... Some uh, expandable storage options built in—that'd be nice. Uh, but, I, I, like Sam said, I don't think we're gonna get a like a, a truly HD comparable with the PS5, especially right now since we're in the middle of our of its life cycle. And PS5, Xbox X are still are just at the beginning. Like, we'd have to like I mean, say, okay, hard stop—we're stopping the Switch, and we're gonna build build this. Switch X or whatever. The more
1: obvious answer to PlayStation and Xbox is you just knock the price down a little bit because you're already underpricing them. I don't think anybody... There's rumors that Xbox has some, like, cheap version, that, but I don't know if I believe those. And even so, it'll probably still be more than a Switch Lite. And if you cut the Switch Lite down to $150, like, especially now, like, people have been hit hard by coronavirus, by all sorts of things going on right now, people don't have a ton of money to spend on new consoles. Most people don't. Some people do. Some people will find a way. Um, But, you know, a lot of people are, you know, looking at less budget than they would normally have. So I think a price cut would blow Sony and Microsoft both out of the water. I mean, really Sorry. Sorry, Sorry. I, heard
3: t- I heard it been tossed around a lot, like a price cut. I don't think it's on really should do that. Because the whole point of the Switch Lite was basically to give people a price cut for the Switch. This is like a more budget version of the Switch. So like if they ever make make a price cut for the Switch, it kinda of feeds the purpose of the Switch Lite.
7: Um, I know
3: I understand it's it's you, you wanna make it switch cheaper so more people so more people can get it, but like I don't know. I feel like the like the entire point of, of the Switch Lite was
0: just to give people a more cheaper option to wanna have a switch. If that makes sense. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that uh, there's going to be a pro. I don't think they're going to call it a pro. But software sells systems, and the farther people really like getting these old PS3. I mean, what we consider or what is considered old PS3 games on their Switch, um, or even late or even beginning PS4 games they're going to have hardware revisions, not right away, but they're going to have hardware revisions to the Switch unless they totally ditch the Switch and go with something totally different, which I highly doubt would happen. They're going to have hardware revisions that can keep these PS4 games, these late PS4 games playing on the Switch because that's what's selling systems. That's what's keeping people buying the Switch. I mean, Nintendo games sell them too, yes, for sure. But a lot of the people who buy Switches for Nintendo games probably already own a switch that's For sure. that's but they're not going to call it a pro i agree with that because if you call it a pro you're in a naming conundrum the next time you want to upgrade it's the switch pro pro plus what never mind that's exactly <laughs> what nintendo does what the hell it's, am it's I the saying? new switch that's exactly yeah. what nintendo will call it the Edition. pro and then they'll call it the plus and then they'll call it the new pro plus and then yeah, so, that's exactly so what it's nintendo do. needs it's to the keep Galaxy. their pro
6: they need to keep their pro and just give us better joy cons right now well, I think
1: the concern is that, you know, the third-party support will dwindle as, you know, you see, as developers see, well, we can do all sorts of things on the PlayStation 5, on the Xbox Series X that we can't do on the Switch. But, and there, there's going to be cases where that happens because some, some developers are going to want to push the technology. But I think for, for people that that's not their main goal, you know, they've got to be asking themselves right now, early in development, You know, well, we could do this, or we could do this, and we could also sell it on the Switch. And the Switch has a large install base, and we will sell this many more copies, probably. Um, I think, unlike the Wii U, I mean, there's just a strong argument to be made for developers deciding at the outset, well, we want to make sure this runs on Switch, because we can sell a lot more. Unless you work out a deal to make it, you know you get whatever incentives Sony gives you to make it an exclusive or Microsoft gives you to make it an exclusive day one on Game Pass.
5: There's been, uh, I noticed a lot of dev- developers who make games for the Switch because they want it on the Switch. They, they feel like, hey, I, if I have my game here, either PC or on this other console, I think it'd be cool if I could play it on the Switch if, it's not, if they didn't have that in mind already. And they bring it over, because I noticed that a lot of times, too, they will bring in that factor of, especially if it's playable on the, on the PC, be able to save it on the PC, go to your Switch, and continue that same game on your Switch, which I'm seeing more and more, a lot of that, you know, save states on either through Steam or through whatever means through the PC and come back to when they add that feature, which is, I think is really cool, and I hope they do more of where you can cross-save. Um, and, and a lot, it seems like a lot of developers are really into, um, I guess it's that mentality. If you're a developer who, if I'm developing a game and this is where I want to see it, I'm going to do what I can to make it there. I'm going to make it to, I want to be able to play this on the go on the plane when I'm going somewhere. So I'm going to try to develop this for the switch and for the PC. That's where I see more of the crossplay or between two systems going but it also depends on the game. Obviously if it's a high resolution game, they're not going
1: to put it on the switch difference between this and previous Nintendo third party situations is before it's like, well, we got a game. It, it works. It's selling well on Xbox on, on PlayStation. Do we want to port it to Nintendo? And in the Wii U days, it's like, no, that's not worth it. It's just not worth it. We're not going to make any money. Um, but now like they've got to be asking themselves that at the beginning of development, you know, can we make this run on switch? If so, why are we not working on that?
5: Right. And I'm, and not being a developer and knowing what goes into that. The only thing I know is from what I hear and read about and what I, in my thought process is, is it possible to build for the lowest common denominator first, develop the graphics for the switch first, and then for the other consoles, you develop a add on, um, pack or whatever to enhance the graphics from there. So if you got your build for the Switch, and then if it's going to come out for the Xbox or PS5, then it comes with the uh, graphics enhancement pack or whatever to make it better looking or whatever there. But we also heard that um, Unreal Engine 5 is supposed to be compatible with Switch, and they're going to make that work along with it working on the new consoles, so with the with the um, you know the slider bar there with the graphics being able to work on the lower system all going all the way up to the higher system, who knows what that will be able to do as well.
7: I mean, they did that with games like Red Dead Redemption before. If any of you guys have played the second one, um, they showed graphic comparisons from the from the PS4 and um, and the PC, and some of the graphics, especially when you start getting into the higher-end PCs, the side-by-side comparison is crazy. Right. So it's not like it can't be done. It's a matter of, are they going to do it?
5: Or like what people say without a world, should it be done?
1: <laughs> you know. So. And I think that's, you know, PC is a good example of how, you know, PC games forever have had variable graphics settings. And they've started to lean more into that because not everybody needs to stream at 4K. Um, but some people are going to want to. Right Um, so if you know if ps4 and or PS5 and Xbox Series X are your recommended settings, you know the high end PCs are your ultra and switch is the minimum, right? And minimum means it still runs. it might not look great.
5: Yes, and when it also depends on, and again, I'm going to use outer worlds as an example. I'm playing it on the Switch. I waited for that game to come to the Switch. I knew the graphics was gonna take a hit. I didn't care. That's not why I wanted to play it. I wanted to play it for the story, and, but I wanted the gameplay to hold up. And so far, the gameplay has been holding up. Graphics are not pretty. If you wanna play that game for graphics first, then gameplay and story, then you go for the other systems. But if you don't mind the graphical hit, and you still want a good you know, good story, then I think the Switch holds up. I think it does well. And I think that's what a lot of people did with The Witcher is also, it's not as pretty as say the other system or it, in some cases, some people said it's close enough, but it's mainly about the story and the gameplay.
0: Yeah, I also wanted to jump back to the price cut. I don't, Nintendo may do that after they hear what Microsoft is gonna do. But if Sean Capri's right and Microsoft does this uh, cell phone style payment plan, uh, Nintendo won't price cut. That, I mean, it,
1: they, would I mean, look they really, may not have to. They'd
0: look the really dumb, though, because Nintendo comes out and says, you can get ours for 150 And Microsoft would immediately jump on that and say, you can get ours. You can walk away with ours for mm-hmm. free. And, and it would, I mean, the marketing there mm-hmm. just writes itself. So I think Nintendo has to be real careful of like pumping that up and then getting...
5: Especially if you're paying $50. I mean, yeah, you're going to pay $50, say, a month or less, but you get free games with it every month (laughs) because of the Ultimate Game Pass. So, yeah, it's a hard one to beat, definitely. But ultimately, it would be cool, I I think... um, Which one of you, again, said this? Concentrate on the Joy-Cons. So. I said that. <laughs> All right, I like Joy that.
3: Con. To be honest, I haven't really bought my Switch out and about because the Joy-Cons are kind of screwed up. Like, I have one set that's custom, but the R button is not working, and my second size to a drift. So now I've just been using my Switch Lite as my primary Switch outside, so I can get and I can afford. Elvis, a just
5: just watch my video, and you'll be able to fix your drift. <laughs>
6: okay. Oh, yeah, <yeah>. I, <laughs> I have six sets total, and four out of my six have drift, pretty bad. Okay. And I'm almost scared to send them in because I know I'm going to end up with four sets of gray Joy-Cons. Oh, yeah.
5: Well, like I, like I said, it might not work for everybody, and there's no guarantee that it will work. But I've, I've still been using my gray day one Joy-Cons using the the cleaning method I showed in the video that I posted on YouTube, which is just using uh, using this uh, WD-40 electric electrical contact cleaner. Uh, just use this. Spray a little bit in there, and I get I get more detailed in the video. But spray a little bit underneath the umbrella there, that the is underneath the thumbstick, and then clean it up with a, a little Q-tip, and then wipe around it a little bit. And oh, very have,
4: similar to the um, to that Nintendo
5: Nintendo. Yeah, video. Nintendo. That's where I learned it from. Was from him, and then okay. I I gave him. A, I call him Nintendo Nintendo by accident, but I okay. I did put the. I put the flag in there saying, sorry, I mean Nintendrew, but I did okay. link to his video as well. He's the one okay. that I learned it from. And yeah. I've been using that method and have not had a problem with my, like I said, day day one Joy-Cons.
4: Yeah, my, I've, done my, uh, a few, I've done that uh, method on my Joy-Cons. I have some gray ones that I got, uh, like single pack. Gray ones. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, and I have the single pack gray ones, and I have the Mario red ones from the bundle. Yeah. My Mario red ones are way worse in terms of drift. Uh, like I think I mentioned on Discord in the Animal Crossing area, um, that it's gotten to the point that my it won't. It'll eventually slow down. If I'm if I'm pressing down, it eventually slows down and actually starts going up. <laughs> While I'm pressing down, it's that's that,
5: amazing.
4: It's ridiculous. It's not even like it's stationary. Right. Um, but I've tried. So I've done the Nintendo method on, and I guess your, well, technically your method, um, a few times, and I'm starting to get the drift back in my grays, and I don't know whether I want to send it back because I'm in Canada. Yeah. And that'd be sending it like I think to the U.S. I don't know if Canada has any repair stations. I have no idea. Um. So I'm, I'm just working yeah. on it myself. See if it it comes, I don't well, know if it comes back with you at all. Uh, you at all, Tim. Uh, but I just keep doing it. It works for a, yeah. week, a few weeks. It and does I work.
7: Point, I would like to try just the stay-at-home methods because I've already sent one of mine in and blowing the hole just a couple months later it's start already starting to drift again.
5: Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I do like what they're doing right now because of them being swamped with Catching up where they left off, meaning the Nintendo uh, fixing everything that they had before COVID, then stopping and then returning. They're catching up. When I had to make a call recently for my son's Switch Lite because he had a problem with it, um, they actually said, okay, you're in the queue. When we email you the uh, label for you to mail it in, that's when you would mail it in. So it wasn't like I had to mail it in and wait for them to fix it. Yeah. They're actually, I'm in a queue so that when the next person opens up, uh, I send it right to them, uh, the technician or whoever is going to fix it. And then they they tell me a timeline. It's going to take a week and a half to two weeks for them to fix whatever the issue is uh, and then send it back. Um, But I like how they did that because I was was worried that I was going to send it in and they were going to sit on it until they got to it. But no, I like what they were doing there. And I, I hope they do the same thing with the, the Joy Cons if if you have to send those in. Is uh
4: is your is your son's issue with the switch light is it Drift's issue or is it something completely different?
5: Something completely different. Uh he just dropped he dropped his switch light just the wrong way and the uh the right thumb stick broke. Broke right off. Oh no. That's so yeah.
3: Just, I'll, hit, I'll just check of um, Warranty stories that um, if you set in your Joy-Cons, you know, if you, let's say you replace a shell and then you put them back the original shell, do you think Nintendo will be able to realize that and then void your warranty or something? Kind of I guess special. it depends.
5: I think they could. Um... They did not say anything because uh, a year ago, I had to send in my son's switch again. But he had the original switch at the time before he got the switch light. I had to send that in because it's just stopped uh, turning on for whatever reason.
3: I, so I when I sent that. it in,
5: I had to take the back off because he had a clear back uh, on his switch. OG switch. You know, the the, okay. the, the back of it. You know what I'm talking about?
3: The back cover on the switch, right? Yeah, the back here.
5: He had a custom see-through one that I had put on there for him, and I took that off and put the regular one back on because I was sending it back in because I didn't know what they were going to do with it. The reason why I had replaced it is because his old cover, the grill, I broke into pieces. So I was like, all right, I'll just put the old one back on, even though it's you know the grill is broken. Uh,
3: Like I'd be wasting more money if I do this, but I do want to file a. a the original shell somewhere. I like can even find them on Amazon. Replace the, the the blue ones I have with those, and send those in because that oh, set of Joy Cons, the ZR just won't press at okay. all. Like it just won't work at all. So I need to find some way to send that to Nintendo and hope to God they'd be like, oh, you replaced the shell. We can tell. I uh, <laughs> I think I think I'll, they I'll
5: co- can. Co- but co- it, co- it depends co- on how how big of a deal it is. I suppose you know. They they That's actually fixed everything that they needed to, when I put everything back together. So, uh, I guess it just depends on what the situation is. It wasn't a it wasn't like I was asking them to do it for free. I still had to pay for it because it was beyond warranty. So,
0: so Tim, are they going to uh, are they is your son save files going to be okay on the switchlight?
5: Uh, uh they said they it should be. I think if I remember correctly, because it was been a couple weeks since I talked to them on the phone, uh, she said that they they know what the problem, they can easily fix it, and then send it right back. So, but they they do have to say in writing that there is the potential of it getting erased. So, but she said most most time they come back, they're fine.
0: Fingers crossed for you. Animal Crossing Island. Yeah. So <laughs> for, his, well, for, for, for his. Well, for him. Yeah.
5: It doesn't matter. He doesn't play. He doesn't care. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so to get back to uh, the main course, um, I was saying I was gonna say that uh, my my hope would have been to see some more information about Breath of the Wild too. Uh, it's a bit. That's a bit far fetched. Not far fetched. High um, in the sky, sort of. Just I feel they're probably not far enough in development. Like they maybe made that original teaser in engine, uh, but they had not really gotten anything else done. I don't know. And then COVID it's hit, and then you say possible. that, but
3: remember they they set up the engine or the original land of Breath of the Wild One. So might what I, what's what I'm guessing is that they're gonna take the assets of or Breath of the Wild One tweak it a little bit, making me like a little darker, and then use that for a while too. Because I think Majora's Mass uses the same assets as Ocarina of Time that came out a year after Ocarina Time. So I think yeah. it's going to be kind of like yeah. that, where like you have Ocarina Time, which is like the original Hyrule or whatever it's called, and then they're going to use whatever they have there and recycle it for the next game. Is that like Metroid Prime 4, where they basically have to start the whole thing all over again? It's more like we have the base so we could build upon the space again, if that makes yeah. sense.
5: A lot of speculation about that and also speculation that they could use to, to fight against the PS5 and Xbox you know, Series X saying, okay, you're launching this on this date. Well, we're going to release, you know, 2 for you.
3: <laughs> Wouldn't that be just the biggest middle thing? The joke, or... the joke going around that, like, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to come out the same day as the new Horizon game that was announced for the PS5. So I think the, the first Horizon game was came out, like, around the time Breath of the Wild came out. <laughs>
5: Yeah, they were pretty close.
3: Like a second one, close too. So yeah, I'll I'll laugh if that's the case, because then you you can tell there's something going on there. That would be a great
4: middle finger, you know. You know, remember that game that we got Game of the Year for a few years ago? (laughs) Hey, here's the sequel to it that everybody's been clamoring for. Oh, you've got consoles coming out that same day. That's too bad.
0: Yep. What I would love to see, this is really lame, but I would just like to see. I wish we could wipe this all away and go back to when we'd get a six-month runway at E3. Like, I mean, the games would be great. You can speculate, games. I would just love to know, like, remember back in the day when we would walk away from the that week in June and we'd be like, this is what we're going to be playing for the rest of the year, you know? Yeah. Those are good times, yeah. man. I, I enjoyed that, like... You I knew, knew when I was map, like, I right? got a remake coming of Zelda? That's amazing. I got this mech game coming. That's me. I got a Pokemon game coming. I knew. Like I was like, I was like yeah. getting my wallet out. I was like, all right, there's for that game. There's for that. Now I'm like, hey, I have no idea what's going on. You can set your budget up for the rest of the year. Yeah, you know. Now we're just like I don't know what's maybe there's no games coming out. Maybe there's ten. I have no idea. I just would love to know. That's what I would love to know. Whatever they are, just let me know.
5: I feel yeah, they, bad for them because they can't play. They probably can't plan, and we're thinking this is their strategy. You know, like, oh, look at Nintendo! Like, look, they're up to something. But they probably are just as confused as we are. Just like, no, what I, are you yeah. do? COVID. <laughs> do- yeah, I totally
0: COVID. agree with you, Tim. This is not like <laughs> I think this is this is them saying that we don't. You know, we don't want to say we're gonna have something when we don't really have it. So right. we're just not gonna say anything until we know we right. got it. I I totally agree. Kind of like the Paper Mario thing, right? They
5: they said, oh, we're not releasing anything, and all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, oh, Paper Mario's coming out in July.
1: I like (laughs) like getting an announcement with a date, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't like having to see a game three times before we even get what quarter it's coming in, which is seven years. The other end of that. I totally agree with you, Sam.
0: I just That's why I would like like... I mean, most of those games we got last E3 came with at least a month. You know, they were like, this is coming... October of 2019, or whatever, you know, it might not have been like a specific day, but we at least know. I think Animal Crossing was the farthest game out. I mean, all. that
1: was always I mean, the yeah. point of directs was we're right. going to tell you what's coming this quarter and some next quarter.
3: I think after much of Prime 4, and it's never the best of announcing things and then like having no information at all. Like they announced that way too early, like what happened in Backfires to them, even though they're still kind of doing that with Bell Data and Shimigami Tensei. Yeah. Um, very, very interesting. This, this, this is not really related to the topic, but it, since I did bring it up in the pre-show, I'm, I kind of want to ask you guys, um, do, you still, do you guys still think that we need an E3 nowadays, or do you think after this year where it was going digital, is it going to be able to return next year? If that makes sense.
7: I think it's like a yes and a no. I think a lot of people, like, especially our age, they've seen it around for a while. They want to see more of it, but I really do think we're starting to go more digital. Period. It, I wouldn't be surprised if E3 doesn't just dissipate over the next couple of years if it's not already gone. I can see, see? it going. Uh,
4: sorry, I can see it going um, back to its um, press-only routes in person, so that they can manage the the social distancing and all
0: that, and then have digital events for for all of us like they used to. See, I totally think I was waiting for this. I think if somebody could have came out and really nailed that week digitally to where it felt like I mean, cuz you could do that for us, right? I mean, you're going to the devs are going to miss their time getting to meet. The indies are going to miss their time getting to meet publishers. Journalists are going to miss their their time getting like first looks and getting ahead of us. But for us, they could have done a good job of like finding a week and then just like nailing digital events one after another just like what i basically did last year was just sit at home and watch digital events that's what it looked like to me sure it happened in real life but it was digital for me but this is a cluster man they had nothing here for me i mean i i, I want to go back to e3 if this is what it looks like because uh, i i liked a week of solid news i don't think if they they could probably do it next year but they'd have to really nail it better than what they nailed this this is just all over the board.
7: Yeah, this year has I
3: been... I, said, I think E3 was trying to do that this year, have a digital event, but all the companies are like, no, we don't need you guys. And they were like, no, they just decided to do their own thing. But then the problem with that is they do it so sporadically throughout the summer that you don't know what's going to happen. Like, summer of... what was. It was a Georgia summer or something. Summer That's going out throughout the, uh, the entire summer. Yeah, summer games. It's like, oh, we're going to have one convention, no convention, one, one stream in July, one in August. I'm like, you, you can the, the thing I love about E3, it was, it, was a, it was a magical time in the summer. It was something to look forward to in the summer. Especially for something like, like, like me, who lives around near Nintendo, New York. E3, Nintendo's E3 is always so much fun because we'll, I will go in the line, I will like go watch the conferences with people. I'll hear those screaming and shouting. It was kind of like a great moment in my life, but now that's not happening, it's like, it's, it's not like as fun anymore. Does that make sense? It, it, was, it was an experience. It
6: this week,
1: Steam had their event and I have enjoyed that a lot. I haven't even watched a lot of their like live footage, but they are putting a bunch of limited time demos up. And I like demos, because that means I get to actually play games instead of watch other people play games.
3: Um, so a lot of people I mean, are saying why you the demos. A lot of people are always saying, see, why you the "There's demos even some
1: though. games coming to Switch that have demos up on Steam right now through the 22nd, I think it is." Really? Yeah. So I played Skatebird. Um, I played. Uh, I think Faye Tactics is coming to Steam as well. Um, a couple. I mean, it's mostly indies. It's just kind of whoever wanted to put a demo out, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually, I hope that they do that next year during E3 or not. Well, hopefully this year's
7: gave everyone good practices, you know, what can we do different? Especially if this mess is still going on next year. Hopefully
0: it's not. Yeah, yeah that's I agree. that's what I was going to say. So, I they have a year. So, and I'm sure that part of this problem, this all over the board is that E3 probably came to these companies and said let's do one digital event. Won't this be great? And just like with Nintendo, they're saying, we we have no idea. Like, like it sounds great, but what, I have no idea what I'm going to even give you in in June because we don't even know what it's going to look like. And so, I'm sure COVID played a big part in even E3 trying to garner a digital event. And that's why it's a summer of games because it's like, well, we'll give you something this summer. That's probably all they could get developers and publishers to to agree to, you know, we're not going to agree that the second week of June, we're going to have a 30 minute presentation of 10 games. Yeah, you also and
7: so, the problem too, that a lot of developers are probably in this position where they can't work together right now. They can't get their games out because they're like everyone else. I mean, I'm working from home and I have limited capacity compared to what I do when I'm working in the office. So I imagine this also threw everyone off. They, they don't know when they're going to be able to put their games out because of this. I like oh. the
5: adaptation and what what people are going to be learning from this. So obviously you get you get people taking a step back, seeing what's happening and then there's innovation from it. And that's what I am looking forward to. What's going to be the innovation piece? We have I agree this is chaotic this summer for all the news that's going on, but this whole year's been chaotic cuz of COVID and and I think that's why like Nick said we're not getting that yeah, here we're gonna do it all in this week or two, you know, to give you all the news, because all these companies are saying we don't know if we're gonna be able to get done by that time, because right now we're trying to figure out what can we do from home. So, um, so yeah, that's why this is chaotic. But I'm hoping that next year, that it is E3 or whether it's not E3, and maybe somebody else can come in and say we need it to be. We do need it to be organized, and it needs to be centered around these dates. Maybe it is over two-week span, because over in a week span, it seems like it's too compact. Maybe it does need to be spread out. Um, or it is something to where we, if we go back to, if it's not E3, it's, it's looking at the, the paxes and other events throughout the year, and the companies hitting those, and we look forward to those throughout the year for the news, but that summertime point, I agree. Maybe it's just because it's tradition and there's a lot of traditional things being lost lately, Uh, but maybe we go back to the tradition of that summertime or summer Christmas for a lot of us gamers to hear about what's coming up, uh, what to look forward to, uh, and even for Nintendo, even though they're not part of doing a show or anything like that, Looking forward to that main direct that tells us what we're going to look forward to the next holiday season, even if it wasn't the full information, but, you know, at least getting that roadmap saying here, we got this and here's a tease of what we're going to do for Christmas or whatever. So, and even for the other ones, I loved every bit of E3 to be able to see You know, because I'm a 2 console person, I have a PS4, or and I've been a PlayStation person for a long time, so I always look forward to watching that. I like watching the third parties to see what are they bringing to the consoles, even to Xbox. Even though I don't have an Xbox, I always like seeing what was coming there, because who knows, maybe I would get one one day. So I like seeing all those things, and it helps to be able to plan around that week or two to do that, whereas here, for me personally, all summer long I can't keep it straight until Keeley eventually did get his website to do the the calendar thing. So I actually have that on my calendar, being able to follow that, add it to my Google Calendar. So I can see, okay, that he's gonna do this and it pops up or his Twitter page will come say something. And that's what I hope that was what I was hoping Keeley was going to do with this his summer fest thing was keep it organized. But then IGN came along with their thing. And then there's the Guerrilla Collective. And then now there's EA Play doing their own thing. And it didn't seem like it was all under one umbrella, which I was hoping. And that's where E3 comes in. And I think it helps do that, I think. And I do agree that they still need to have a personal presence for the journalist and the developers and the, you know, Publishers and and buyers of the world. I think it's good for them to be able to get together face to face and figure out what we're gonna be playing what we're gonna be buying at their stores it Even or would what have been we're gonna nice. be reading
4: about. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Uh, it would have even been nice if like Not necessarily if they said, okay, we're going to have We're gonna put it all on one YouTube channel the, e, the e3 YouTube channel and have for a, have presentations for a week that wouldn't have been necessarily what I would have preferred. I just would, would have liked if Nintendo and Xbox and PlayStation somehow collectively put direct-style videos up at the exact same time, sometime during E3, like what would have been E3 week, that would have been great. Like, just kind of earmark... This is what E3 would have when E3 would have been. Let's keep to that date, even though it's canceled, and you can't necessarily go. Um, I, I also understand that that would have been uh, still. People wouldn't Nintendo or PlayStation or, or Sony or uh, Microsoft wouldn't have known what they would have had by then. They could have they could have saved this Isle of Armor st- uh, talk or. Um, Paper Mario or Snap or whatever they could have necessarily saved it for that weekend in that week in June and said here's our direct Sony does here's our direct Xbox does here care direct again even if it had been like all three of them had been at like 11 a.m. on Tuesday of E3 week I would have been fine with that personally that's me and I'm also not a developer of games so I don't know
5: (laughs) I like that idea though, you know, bookmark it with the, the main, you know, the big three, we'll call it, you know, and and then the indies and the third parties and whoever else can kind of scatter around it, but you got your main ones. I kind of like that idea. And yeah. just it like, like we said, they like, go ahead.
4: Sorry. I was going to say just like, almost like a, a collective group text for between, you know, Joe Nintendo, Dan Sony and, and Bob, Microsoft, uh, saying, okay, let's all get together digitally. Let's, let's do a, a gaming zoom call and say, okay, I'll, I'll show you what I got You show me what you got, Dan, Sony. And like, they just kind of, you know, just like earmark, earmark and say, (laughs) I'm finding I'm finding the words difficult to find, but like, just, uh, earmark your e3 and say okay this is when it would have been let's all just show our stuff yeah and whatever we've
0: got you know even just like people chatting in a basement or a living room (laughs) quote-unquote i I have a feeling there's a boardroom in microsoft that just exhaled when they found a way to get out of e3 because you can't tell me that there's not a marketing team that was wringing their hands about like what do we show we're we're, if we go there, we got to show something, but we don't really know what Sony's got. We don't know a price point. We don't know anything like, uh, what does this look like? And when there was a way for them to say, we're not going to be at E3 and it was okay because it wasn't even related to them like playing the game of chicken. I think there was an Excel at a boardroom <laughs> for that. I really yeah. do.
5: <laughs> yeah. And it's certainly been interesting and I can't wait to see, like I said, to see what, kind of, what innovation comes from this what something what's new next year hopefully something new and something we all enjoy and it will still be something to learn from next year they're not going to get it perfect next year for sure and we're certainly going to be complaining about it for sure <laughs> so but with that i think i'm going to have to say i am pretty full what about you guys you guys but do you guys have any room for dessert a little bit maybe squeeze in a little
3: it depends on the uh, dessert that's
5: Maybe a little Hershey Kiss, you know, or an Andy, Andy's Mints, or
3: cake. The guys like what? carrot cake, or
5: some cake. Oh, you want some cake? That now—that's big dessert there. As you're talking like now. Cake. <laughs> <There's> no <laughs> or Jello. There's always room for Jello, right?
3: I know we so... just finish a topic of conversation, but can I say one last thing? I'm, we could have probably gotten the second fires for the Smad Brothers by now. That would have been kind of interesting to see during eighteen thirty two. 32
5: of course and you know sakurai is always good for something if they if we did have something for e3 week that would have been awesome
3: well, i'm supposed to have an arms thing you know what's funny i love how when he tweeted there's supposed to be an arms demonstration the next she was basically saying we're we're just gonna announce the arms character that's it so passive aggressively it's kind of being like just this arms character and i think people are thinking oh maybe they'll announce arms too during the the rag he's like no 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 we're just mentioning the arms but me, things to myself. I mean, this is the terms me of like expectations, high yes. hopes, low
4: expectations. The mantra of Nintendo dads, right? That's that's just, you know, they're I'm they're heads going in, their best. in.
5: I just want to know who the arms character is. I if know, they right? give me something more, awesome. If they give me a sneak peek at what the number two player is, great. But with that, I'm gonna mention what's dessert because we've gone a lot longer than I usually like to go. But. I thought it was a great conversation, thank you guys. I, I've enjoyed having you guys over for dinner. <laughs> and uh, with the dessert, I'll say, I'll just announce what the next Retro Rewind game is going to be. Uh, I This time I picked the game, I didn't put out a vote. I figured I would put, I think it actually might've been the game that was second in the numbers when, we, when I did the poll. Um, but it is one that we can all play if you have Switch and you have Nintendo Switch Online. It's a Super Nintendo game and it's Yoshi's Island. That is going to be the Retro oh, Rewind game.
3: You wanna know a funny story about that game? Um, maybe i put it up on the Nintendo Dance channel later, but I'll remember one summer, I was bored on my mind, so I made a random YouTube video of me dancing to, like I think, the intro thing in that song. I think, <laughs> I, think I upload it to the, the dinner table, it's just me just being,
0: just be singing to the lyrics like "Runoff Loss." Elvis, you don't <laughs> need to find it. You just need to recreate it. That's yes. what we want. We just don't want you to find the old video. Just remaster it in your. There we go. Remaster. That's what we want. Yeah. Watch. There um. we go. That yeah, works for me.
7: To, uh, <laughs> want, sure.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, I,
3: I could do that. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> but now that now that you mentioned it, uh, actually, funny enough, No she's is one of those games I actually always wanted to be, and I was ashamed. I always wanted to be the game but again. I never got around to it. But now that's the next one. Maybe we'll get around to doing it. Um, I don't know. Usually it's a fun game. It's a very cute game. I love how brand-looking it is. I love how everyone It's hates all an the
5: opportunity three- to play it. And if you haven't played it before, I've never played it before. And I actually didn't know it was actually a sequel to Super Mario World. And Super Mario World's one of my favorite games of all time.
3: Well, the title of the game is Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. So.
5: Yep.
1: Right yep. there on the cartridge. It is. Are you guys, so, did you guys ever put Game Boy
5: I always, I always heard it was called Yoshi's Island, and I did. And yes, I did. I never saw. I never played the Game Boy Advance version, but that is what we're going to be playing for Retro Rewind for the next thirty days until the next dinner table show, which again is now. I'm trying to keep it consistent that every third Thursday of every month. So if you want to come on the show and you're listening. Feel free to hit me up even tomorrow if you want, or the next time you listen. Just let me know you wanna be on the show the next time. So, with that, I always like to sign off with a drink, and I actually forgot my drink this time, but I'll just use my cup, my, my, my bottle.
3: This bottle is actually uh, here. i really <laughs> flipping right now. I died this
7: afternoon.
5: So with that, I'll say cheers and sign off and say, may your gaming time be plentiful and fun, your backlog's short, and you and your families are blessed. Good night, peeps. And happy
1: Father's Day, even though it's a little early. Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah.
7: yeah! Happy Father's Day! Oh,
0: happy Father's Day!
1: Okay.
7: Happy early Father's
0: Day! Happy Father's Day, Is there water here? There's no water. I should
2: have
3: brought a drink of me, for God.
2: It's okay.
7: It's not required.